cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. In this recording, we're going to go through a very interesting issue of whether Sfiras HaOmer, the mitzvah to count the Omer, is considered a mitzvah asay shahazman grama, a positive mitzvah which is time-bound, which is dependent on time, which at first glance it seems obvious that Sfiras HaOmer is such a mitzvah because it's a positive mitzvah and it can only be done during the time between Pesach and Shavuos, so that should be Zman Grama. But we'll discuss the position of the Ramban, who says that it's not a mitzvah sasecha Zman Grama, and some of the explanations for the Ramban's position, and that will get us into some fundamental discussion about what Zman Grama means. Now, the practical distinction between whether it's Zman Grama or not is, are women obligated in this mitzvah? Because the rule that we know from the Mishnah and Kiddushin is that any mitzvah sasecha, Zman Grama, women are not obligated in that mitzvah. So the Rambam in Hilchus Tmidimu Musvim, Perek Zayin, Halacha Chav Dalid, sure enough, paskins that women are not obligated to count the Omer, and the Kesef Mishnah explains it's because it's a mitzvah sasecha, Zman Grama, and the Chinuch also in Simen Shin Vav accepts that position. But the Ramban in Kiddushin makes a strange comment. On Daflamidalat Amid Beis, when he's going through the list of mitzvahs which are not Zman Grama, he includes the mitzvah of Sviras HaOmer in that list. So somehow the Ramban seems to believe that counting the Omer is not time-based. So the Divrei Malkiel in his tshuvas in Chelek Gimel Simen Hay is asked, how could that possibly be when obviously Sfiras HaOmer is a time-based mitzvah? And he says that this must be a misprint. And he has a few different options for how such a misprint got into the printed Rambans. He says that maybe it said Mem Tuf Ayin as an acronym. And it actually stood for Matnos Aniyim, meaning charity. And this somehow it was confused for Sfiras HaOmer. Or he says maybe it said Samach Hey Ayin, again an acronym which was confused for Sfiras HaOmer, but it actually stood for Seder HaAvoda, meaning the work of the Beis HaMikdash, the Korbanos. So the original acronym that was in the Ramban manuscripts had nothing to do with Sfiras HaOmer, but when one of the printers tried to expand the acronym, the mistake crept in, and it looked like the Ramban was saying that Sfiras HaOmer is not a time-bound mitzvah. And the Chastei David, which is an earlier commentary on the Tosefta in Kiddushin, so he also says that this must have been a misprint. And also Rav Herschel Schechter and Nefesh Harav on page 191, so he quotes that Rav Soloveitchik used to say this must be a misprint because there doesn't seem to be any way to make sense of this. So there's a whole group of great Talmidei Chachamim who were so bothered by this that they basically said it's impossible that this is the Ramban's Shita. Now, Rabbi Chiel Avram Zilber, who is the son of Rabbi Yamin Zilber, in his Birr Halacha in Chelek Gimel Simen Tafpei Tes, so he says that he looked through a bunch of manuscripts, and in all of them it says that the Ramban holds 
that Sfirah Saomer is not a mitzvah say shahazman grama. So it would seem to be that it's not a misprint and that uh, these Talmidei Chachamim who thought it was a misprint were incorrect. But the Ramban's shita is that Sfirah Saomer is not Zman Grama, and we have to understand why that is. So the Divrei Yechezkel, who was a Rosh Hashiva in Slabodka and Simon Mem Hay in Sivdalid, he's discussing the whole issue of Zman Grama, and he has a popular yeshivish answer to explain the Ramban, and he explains that it's not called Zman Grama because it has nothing to do with time. It has to do with the Omer. You can only count Sfiras HaOmer from the time that the Karban HaOmer is brought. But that's a technicality. It's not that there's a specific time in the year when you have to count Sfiras HaOmer. It's just that you have to start counting Sfiras HaOmer on the day when you bring the Karban HaOmer which is on the 16th of Nisan, and from that day on, you count 49 days. So that's not called Zman Grama when it has to do with a technicality as opposed to a specific time during the years. Mangrama would be like matzah, which has to be eaten on the 15th of Nisan, or eating in a sukkah, which has to be done during sukkahs. But Sfiras HaOmer is not time-bound. It's dependent on the Karban HaOmer to get it started. Now, interestingly enough, they quote in the back of the new edition of the Divrei Yechezkel that this was not a 19th century modern yeshivish approach, but this actually appears in the Maram Chalva, who was a 14th century Rishon and a student of the Rashba. And he himself already explained that the reason why Sfiras Omer would not be Zman Grama is because it's not dependent on time, but it's dependent on the technicality of the Karban HaOmer. So the same idea as the Divrei Yechezkel. Now there's two basic approaches to explain the machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban based on the Divrei Yechezkel and the Maram Chalava's explanation of the Ramban's position. The first approach is from Rabbi Rucham Perlo and the Chazon Yechezkel from Rabbi Chatzkel Abramski on the Tosefta in Kiddushin. And he explains that the machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban would be what is Sfiras HaOmer dependent on? Does it depend on the Karban HaOmer or on the time of the calendar year? And he points out that this is the basis for another machlokas. The Rambam holds that Sfiras HaOmer, even nowadays when there's no Beis HaMikdash and there's no Karban HaOmer, is still a mitzvah de oraisa. In other words, even without the Karban HaOmer, there's a mitzvah mido oraisa to count between Pesach and Shavuos. The other Rishonim, though, disagree, and they say that it's only Drabana nowadays. It was only Doraisa at the time of the Karban HaOmer. But without the Beis HaMikdash and the Karban HaOmer, it's a Drabanan. So this debate would center on what causes Sfiras HaOmer. Is it the Karban or is it the time on the calendar year? So the Rambam Lashitoso, who holds that it's the time on the calendar year, holds that it's a mitzvah sasei man grama, because it does actually depend on the calendar year, regardless of whether the karban haomer is brought or not. But the Ramban would hold, like the other shita, that the sphira saomer is caused by the karban haomer. So without the karban haomer, it's only drabana nowadays, and that's precisely why it's not a mitzvah sasei man grama, because it doesn't depend on the calendar, it depends on the technicality of when you bring the Karban HaOmer. So 
this would be a way to connect the machlokis over whether Sfiras Omer is a mitzvah man grama with the machlokis over whether Sfiras Omer is Doraisa or Drabonan nowadays. At the root of them both is the same debate. What precipitates the counting of the Sfiras Omer, the calendar or the Karban HaOmer? Now, there's a second way to understand what the machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban would be. And this gets us into the essence of what it means, a mitzvah shehazman grama, that is time-bound. So Rashi in Kiddush Nandav Chavtes explains that zman grama means literally, it is caused by time. Shehazman goreim la shetavo, that time causes this mitzvah to happen. So, for example, the mitzvah of matzah is caused by the 15th of Nisan arriving. The mitzvah of shofar is caused when Rosh Hashanah comes. So a mitzvah sasei man grama is very literally, it's caused by time. The Rambam, though, in his commentary on the Mishnah and Kiddushin, defines it a little differently. He says it's mitzvos sha'adam chayev la'sosam bizman mugbal. It's a mitzvah which has to be done within a certain time parameter. In other words, there are limits to when this mitzvah is done. It cannot be done before a certain time or it cannot be done after a certain time. That is what makes it zman grama. So there's a very fundamental debate here between Rashi and the Rambam how to define the very concept of a Zman Grama. According to Rashi, it's caused by time. According to the Rambam, it's limited and defined by when it can be done within a certain time period. And this debate reappears in a number of other places in Halacha. For example, the Halacha is that you're only allowed to recite the morning Shema up until three hours into the day. The nighttime Shema can be said the whole night, but the morning Shema has to be said within the first three hours of the morning. Now, the Kesef Mishnah argues that that rule is only Drabanan, that Mido Raisa, you can say the Shema of the day the entire day, but Midrabanan, the rabbi said it could only be done in the first three hours of the day. The Maganav Ram asks on the Kesef Mishnah, how could you say that? Because the Gemara says that Shema is a mitzvah saseshaz man It says very clearly that Shema is time bound. But according to the Kesef Mishnah, Midoraisa, you could say the Shema of the morning all day, and then you can say the Shema of the evening all night. So there's no time when you cannot say Shema. 24 hours a day, there's some Shema which can be said, either the morning one or the evening one. So the Maganav Ram says, why is that time bound according to the Kesef Mishnah when there's no time that Shema cannot be said, Mido Raisa? So the Shagas Aryeh in Simen Yud Beis asks on the Maganav Ram, why are you saying this would not be Zman Grama? It's still Zman Grama because the morning Shema is caused by the sun rising and the nighttime Shema is caused by the sun setting. So even though you can always do some Shema, but still the mitzvah is time bound because it's caused by the passage of time. 
So this debate between the Magen Avram and the Shagasari seems to be the same debate between Rashi and the Rambam. The Magen Avram holds like the Rambam that in order for a mitzvah to be Zman Grama, there has to be some time when you cannot do it. So that's why he's saying if you can always do Shema, it's not time bound. The Shagas Aryeh though holds like Rashi that Zman Grama means it's caused by time. So even if you can always do Shema, but it's still caused by time, the morning one is caused by sunrise and the evening one is caused by sunset. So that would make it Zman Grama even though there's never a time when you cannot do that mitzvah. Also, this seems to be the same debate that the Magen Avram in Simen Tuf Chaf Vav writes that Kiddush Levana is Zman Grama and therefore women are not obligated to do it because you can only do it at the beginning of the new months, but you cannot make that bracha whenever you want. Reb Shlomo Kluger in the Chachma Shlomo in his notes there says, why are you calling this Zman Grama when it has nothing to do with time? It has to just do with being able to see the moon. So when you see the new moon, you're able to go ahead and make the bracha. But the reason you can't make the bracha later on in the month is because you're not able to see the moon. What does that have to do with being time dependent? It's dependent on a technicality of being able to see the moon, which is not Zman Grama. So again, this seems to be the same debate. The Magen Avram holds like the Rambam, as we said before. And therefore, in order to be Zman Grama, it means that there's a time when this mitzvah cannot be done, which is true. True of Kiddush Levana, therefore it's Zman Grama. But Reb Shlomo Kluger holds like Rashi and the Shagas Aryeh's definition that it means that time caused it, which would not be true of Kiddush Levana, which is dependent on a technicality of when you're able to see the new moon, but that would not be considered Zman Grama. So according to all this, that would be the same debate when it comes to Sfira Sa'omer, that the Rambam is Lashitaso. He always holds that if there's any time when you cannot do this mitzvah, that makes it Zman Grama. So the same would be true of Sfira Sa'omer, since it cannot be done before Pesach, and it cannot be done after Shavuos. Therefore, it would be considered Zman Grama, and women are not obligated in that mitzvah. Same as Kiddush Levana, same as Shema, since it cannot be done past three hours in the day. But the Ramban would hold like Rashi's position that it means that it's caused by time. And since Sfira Saomer is not caused by time, it's caused by the Korban HaOmer being brought. So that would not be considered Zman Grama and women would be obligated in it. It's a technicality that you have to wait for the carbon, but it's not caused by time. So therefore it's not Zman Grama. So this machlokus, when it comes to Sphiris Omer, would be part of the running machlokus we've seen in other areas of Halacha. Now, our whole discussion so far has been based on the Maram Chalva and the Divrei Echazkel's approach to the Ramban. There is another popular modern yeshivish approach. This is in the Chuvis Sridei Eish and Chelek Bey's Simen Sadi and Rav Gustman also in his Kuntrasei Ashiurim on Kiddushin and Rav Scheinberg in Mishmeres Chaim. They all suggest a similar approach, which is that the reason why Sfira Saomer is not Zman Grama is because it's not a mitzvah which is defined by time. It's rather the very essence of the mitzvah is to count the passage of time. So it's different than, let's say, matzah 
or shofar, which are mitzvahs, standalone mitzvahs, which are then defined by time. There's a rule as to what time they can be done in, as opposed to Sfirah Saomer, where the very essence of the mitzvah is to count the passage from Pesach to Shavuos, so you can't call that Zman Grama. It's not a mitzvah which is limited by time, but rather the very essence of the mitzvah is to count the passage of time, and that type of mitzvah we don't find that women are putter, that they're not obligated in. So according to this approach, the Ramban is telling us a very subtle and nuanced approach to Zman Grama, that it doesn't necessarily include everything we would have thought, but it has to have a specific feature that an independent mitzvah is subject to time limitation. Now, it's worth mentioning one final approach to explain the Ramban, and this comes from Rav Soloveitchik, who even though we quoted before from the Nefesh HaRav, that he said the Ramban is a misprint, but apparently he retracted that at some point and he gave a different explanation for this, which was his style that he would view things in different ways at different times when he learned it. Always had a fresh mind to evaluating things in a new way. So this is quoted again from Rav Shechter in the book Mipnine HaRav, which is also based on Rav Soloveitchik on page 124, and also by Rabbi Shlomo Pick in the Sefer Moade HaRav on page 165. The two versions of his idea are a little different, but basically he suggested that in addition to the mitzvah of counting the Omer, there's also an obligation for the Jewish people to sanctify Shavuos, which happens through the counting of the 49 days of the Omer. This is a popular idea from Rav Soloveitchik that he repeats in a number of places that the Jewish people create the sanctity of the Chagim in different ways. And the form of creating the sanctity of Shavuos is through counting the Omer. So because there's this additional communal obligation to count the Omer, it's not just an individual mitzvah. So therefore, women are obligated in that communal aspect of the counting of the Omer. And that's what the Ramban means, that it's not a mitzvah sasei grama. It is time-bound, but it's an exception to the general rule that women are exempt from time-bound mitzvahs. When it comes to Sfirah Omer, they are obligated in counting the Omer, even though it's mangrama, in order to sanctify Shavuos, which certainly women are obligated in. And there's a similar idea that the Divrei Malkiel, who we also said before, thinks this is a misprint, but he also has a similar suggestion that perhaps if there's no Omer, there's no Shavuos, so that's why women are obligated to count. Now, the problem with this suggestion is that the Ramban does not seem to be saying that the Omer is Zman Grama, but women are obligated in it because of another reason. He seems to be saying that Svirah Saomer is not Zman Grama at all. So that would make more sense according to one of the first two approaches that we explained. Whereas the Divrei Malkiel and Rav Soloveitchik's idea is that Svirasa Omer actually is Zman Grama, but still women are obligated. Again, as we know, the Divrei Malkiel and Rav Soloveitchik find it very troubling, if not impossible, to accept any suggestion that Sfira Saomer is not Zman Grama, so that's why they're looking for a bit of a different approach. But we explain from the Divrei Echezkel or from the Sri Deh two possibilities as to why the Ramban could say that Sfira Saomer is not Zman Grama.
Now, just to end off with some practical discussion, the Magen Avram quotes that even though Lahalacha we follow the Rambam, that Sfirah Saomer is Zman Grama, and therefore women are exempt from it, but he says that they accepted it upon themselves to do this mitzvah. So women should count the Omer because it's one of the mitzvahs that they are exempt from, but they've accepted to do, which is similar to how the Magen Avram describes Mariv, that even though women are exempt, they've accepted Mariv upon themselves. So the Minchas Chinuch in Simen Shin Vav asks, what does that mean? Where do we ever find that women accepted upon themselves the mitzvah of Sfirah Saomer? And on the bottom of the new Machon Yerushalayim, Minchas Chinuch, they quote from the Nazirus Shimshon that he explained the Minchas Chinuch's question is that you can only say that women accepted a mitzvah upon themselves that they're exempt from if there's a machlokes ha-poskim. So there's some poskim who hold they're exempt and some hold that they're obligated. And even though the halacha is that women are exempt, they can accept upon themselves to do this mitzvah. But when it comes to Sfirah Saomer, the Minchas Chinuch is saying, how could the women have accepted the mitzvah of Sfirah Saomer when it's clear in the Rambam and the Chinuch that women are exempt from Sfirah Saomer because it's a mitzvah man grama. So based on our whole discussion now, we would understand that the answer for the Magen Avram is based on this Ramban. That even though it's true that the Rambam and the Chinuch hold that women are exempt from Sfirah Saomer, but there is the Shittas Ramban that women are obligated in Sfirah Saomer. So it's the same as Mariv, where there's a machlokas, so women are able to accept it upon themselves. The same is true of Sirah Saomer. According to the Magen Avram, women accepted to follow the position of the Ramban. So our whole discussion of the Ramban has led us to be able to understand what the Magen Avram is saying and to defend him from the Minchas Chinuch's question. Now, just to end, I'll share with you a wild approach to explain the Magen Avram, this is in the Chuvas Siach Yitzchak Chelek Aleph Simon Reishchaf Beis, and he suggests that the Kolbo and the Abu Draham say that the reason women are exempt from Mitzvah Sasechas Man Groma is because they already have obligations at home to take care of the home and to provide for their husbands, so it wouldn't be right to burden them with time-bound mitzvahs which have to be done at very specific times when they're already busy with other previous obligations. Now he quotes a very fascinating wild chiddish from the Chuvis Shoalu Meshiv in Madura Gimel Chelek Aleph Simen Tuf Samech Dalid, who says that if that's the case, then women are only putter from mitzvah sasechas mangrama at times when they're able to work. But let's say on Shabbos or Yantif, when a woman is anyways not able to work and do things around the house, then they would be chayiv even in a mitzvah sasechas mangrama. And the same would be true even on Rosh Chodesh, when only women are prohibited to work, they would still have to do mitzvah man grama. Based on that, says the Siach Yitzchak, a very clever approach, that the Shulchan Arach writes at the end of Simen Tavtsadi Gimel that there's a minhag for women not to work from sunset on the nights of Sfiras HaOmer. So that means that at the time of Sfiras HaOmer, they are prohibited by custom from working. 
So that's why they accepted to do the mitzvah of Sfirah Saomer, because since they are not allowed to work then, it's like Rosh Chodesh, when they're not supposed to work. So the custom creates a situation where it's as if they should have to do a mitzvah saseh shazman grama, and that's why women accepted to do counting sfiras ha'omer. So a very interesting approach to explain the Magen Avram in a creative new way. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.